0: So welcome to episode 73 today we're talking about active listening and so did you hear that mark what'd you say active listening <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding yeah i hear you man it's a tough one <laughs> uh, that was that was beautiful not not even on the script or anything that was just gorgeous gorgeous awesome. I,
1: I i didn't think i was gonna get you on that but i still got you man
0: So what a great topic. Listening versus active listening. So look forward to, to hearing your thoughts and comments on this topic. One that's been around for a long time, but some good reminders for all of us today. So what objectives are we covering today, Mark?
1: Ooh, let's see. Gosh, you would ask me that. I'm so sorry. Hold on, Jonathan. I'm gonna let you walk us through those. I don't have my script pulled up, but let me, okay, let, me okay. let me back you. Pa- you were so here. focused Wait.
0: on on your on your joke a minute ago. I
1: know. I was so worried about lining up, getting my joke cued that I didn't get myself cued. And no, okay, so now I've got it. I'm I'm with you, buddy. Um, okay. All right, our all right. objectives today. We're gonna talk about why listening longer will help you gain insight, um, which is. Is truly the essence of active listening. Um, are you really listening? If you are thinking about what you need to get out of the conversation, uh, again, that is a sign that you are not an active listener. If you're constantly already, you're you're wanting to have your rebuttal ready, means that you're probably not truly listening. Um, and then, are you listening to understand or to reply? Which is kind of kind of goes hand in hand with that, right? Like, are you just Waiting for your reply, or are you truly listening to what people are actually asking of you or trying to tell you? Absolutely, and I, I think there's
0: such key words in those questions to that we're going to be able to break down and, and really remind ourselves of what the the difference is. Because here's the problem, here's the pain point. It it seems like when we need to get the attention of someone, a supervisor, a coworker. Uh, a, a, a prospect, you're, you're vying for their attention because what else is happening? You know, this, this is on, iPads on, three things, notifications are coming up. You know, you're, you get a text from school saying something's happened there. You, like there's a gazillion things that are happening with people. And so it's so difficult to just, you know, take that moment and, and really uh, listen to someone. So that first question to me is like, it's like you, before you can even get to being able to listen longer, I feel like you have got to, you've got almost like you have to have a a switch. All right, hang on. Someone is talking to me. I I need to get my mental frame uh, queued up and ready for this conversation. What do you think of that, Mark?
1: yeah i tell you it's one of the things i think it's a trigger for me um i've been finding in my life lately that when i feel like I'm around people who are not listening. Um, I almost, many times will just stop talking and see if they even will go back to that conversation, like, hey, wait, well, you didn't finish your, your story or you didn't finish your question or whatever, because I try to test people. When I know that I'm around people that don't listen to me very much or very well, or they're just distracted, let's face it, you know who those people are in your world. Um, I will sometimes test this and I will just stop talking and I'll see if they have even recognized that. But for me, um, yeah, it's, you have to be self-aware, you know, that's, that's part of the emotional intelligence. Are you even self-aware that you're doing these things, that these are your habits? Being a poor listener is something that you can fix. You can control. Um, but it's also something that you can sort of support, meaning like, If you don't change your habits, then you will always be perceived as a poor listener. People around you will just know that you miss information, you miss details, or you're constantly asking to have something explained again to to them. Um, And that tells me you weren't listening to me the first time, which can be very frustrating uh, in business, but also personally.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: It's, it's like leadership 101
0: being able to just just take that moment and absorb everything, I, I've done it. It's like, I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Um, and I think I've shared this before. My dear, wonderful wife of um, 30 years now, by the way, at this time of this recording, we're about a, a week away from our 30-year anniversary. 30-year wow. anniversary. So it's still taking me 30 years when she walks into the office and she sees I've got the two screens open and everything, I, I have to take my chair. I have to turn it <laughs> yes. because, because I'm, I will hear it if I'm not actually paying attention to her. So it's, it's such a, a critical um, it's a critical skill. Like you mentioned, like we can't, we can't live without it and we're always working on it. So let's, let's, let's take, one of the words in that question though, Mark. So there's there's listening and you're you're trying to like, you know, sometimes there's people that that are very, very good, they're succinct, they get to the point. And then there's others that have a lot of detail that they feel that they may need to share on any particular topic. So going back to our mindset, how do we listen like what does listening longer do for us and for the individual? Like really taking that time and absorbing everything that's being shared with us, how does that help us gain insights into whatever the conversation is about? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, so I I need to kind of go to the very beginning of this and, and address something. When you say listening longer, to me what that means is I'm going to listen, I'm going to set time aside to really be there, to focus on what it is that you're saying to me. I call this the 520 rule. It is something that I teach in time management, and it's kind of brilliant. It's where if you know, if you're a leader of people or you're working with other people uh, in our industry, as we do, we're constantly inundated with many things that happen uh, on, you know, at the spur of the moment. Um, So I always ask people this. If someone's coming at me with a topic, a question, something that they need to discuss with me, I say, Hey, I tell you what, I'm in the middle of something, but I'm gonna invoke the 520 rule. If you can get this, if, if you can tell me what you need in five minutes and we can discuss it, and we you and I think that we can come up with a solution in these five minutes, then have at it, let's do this. Yeah. But if you think that we're gonna to need to spend longer time, which goes to your point where I need to listen longer, I need to really be there, then we need to schedule a time where I can block off 20 minutes or 30 minutes, if you want to do a 530 rule or 520 rule, the rule is the 520 rule. But um, if it's going to take longer, then that's when you need to address that with whoever is in front of you. Here's something that also needs to be talked about. When someone is coming to you with something that they need to discuss with you, And and I'm going to assume this is a business related, right? So if you have a subordinate, somebody you're working with that says, I really need you for something, you have to imagine what it took for them, maybe emotionally, maybe they're feeling insecure about the question or knowing that they're pulling you away from um, your projects. There's already a built-in anxiety or insecurity there. And so when they're met with you not listening or not having the time for them, that insecurity just builds and builds with the people that are working around you. And so my first thing would be invoke the 520 rule. Like, hey, can we get this done? Is this something before we start, is this something that we can discuss and solve quickly? Or do we need more time? Because let's face it, Jonathan, I mean, not all of us are gonna be able to listen longer um, just at the spur of the moment. If you're putting out fires or you're wearing multiple hats, pulling me aside and saying, hey, I need 30 minutes of your time, I can't promise that I will be able to mentally be there, right? And so um, I, I think that has to be done first. But obviously, the, the answer to the question is when you are truly listening longer when you have put your devices aside and you are you're doing multiple things first of all you're showing the people that need you that you care I care about what it is that you're talking about I want to listen intently I would repeat the things that I'm hearing so they understand that I'm getting what you're saying or if I am confused then we'll we'll you'll see that in my responses um, so yeah, yeah, I think listening longer is also listening more intently. Um, but there's so much to gain out of that. I, I have kind of been on this adventure of leadership, and I have been teaching myself to listen to the words people choose when they're speaking to me because there is mm-hmm. so much power in the words that you choose when you use, I'm sorry, the words you use um, or the words that you choose when you're speaking to someone. And so when I pick up on those clues, I actually will ask them about it. I'll say, hey, I just wanna make sure that I'm on the right track. This is what you said. And this is maybe how this is making you feel. So for me, when I want to show someone that I am willing to listen longer, what I'm getting out of it, knowing that I'm listening longer is I'm learning more about you as the individual than I probably knew about you before because I'm actually listening to the words that you're using in these sentences in this conversation.
0: Yeah. A lot of golden material and all that, man. That was awesome. And I love how you... You really set the stage for with your 520 comment i mean that that needs to be that needs to be communicated right off the bat as a leader this is this is where we're at you know you need to be able to tell me like you said is this a is this going to take a few minutes or is this complex and we need to get something on the book so that i can truly be engaged that that was that was awesome awesome insight you know and And be careful about your schedule too. Uh, I think we've all gone through those times where we're just, we're just double booked Mm -hmm. or we're overbooked or we're back to back and it's, and we don't give ourselves enough time to even kind of close out this previous meeting, this previous engagement, this previous conversation. And then we're having to switch gears to go to the next topic. You know, we didn't, we still got to write notes out or, you know, there's always things you have to do to close out any, any given meeting. So that's also something that I would share is you got to be careful about just watch that schedule and, uh, make sure it's reasonable. Okay. So our next objective, are you really listening? If you're thinking about what you need, I need to get out of this conversation, It's like, okay, what's in it for me, I'm going to talk to you, but I, I am looking forward to you telling me how I'm going to benefit from you taking my time. So, is that really listening? If that's our only focus, is about me. I, I'm I am the beneficiary of whatever you're sharing. That's a deeper question, you know. But like, what uh, what's your perspective as a leader, Mark? What what should we be, our expectations, when it comes to any given conversation? What should we be getting out of it?
1: Well, you know, I'll speak from for myself. When I have had people come to me in the past, and I assume you're bringing this to me because you need me to give you the answer. That was the assumption I had, right? Um, So I would hear a piece or the beginning of whatever I thought this problem was and try to, in my mind, fix it and solve it and then just say, here's what you need to do, here's how we're gonna fix it, here's what what your next steps will be. But then I would notice that people wouldn't necessarily take my advice or follow through with what I've said. And so I started realizing that I was a little premature with my responses, because maybe that isn't what you needed from me. You know, you're not following the advice that I'm giving you. And so I I do this especially personally, but well, actually professionally too. Um, I say to people this first, Okay, you know, you've got something that you want to bring to my attention and, and something that you need help with. So let me ask you are you asking for advice? Are you asking for me to listen? I always try to start off the conversation that way first, or at least somewhere in the first few minutes of whatever is happening, because what I want to avoid is my brain kicking in and saying, you need to offer them the solution. Sometimes people don't want the solution from you. They want to have you hear it out and maybe uh, support them. You know, I would say, well, what, what would you like to see happen here? Where, where do you think the solutions lie? Because that also gives me a little bit of insight as to where you even are in, in this conversation in your own solutions. And so what I find about listening is this, you know, if I'm not asking right up front, myself? Like, where is it that they need my help the most? Because it kind of frustrates me when I almost don't feel heard or I feel rushed when people do that to me. They cut me off and they're like, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to just get rid of this or do that and boom, boom, boom. And it's like, but it's not so black and white. It's not so quick to fix. You know, if you listen to the rest of the dynamics, you'll see that I'm struggling with the outcome of whatever that is, right? And I think that's what people miss by not actively listening. Um, You're so convinced that your solution is the best that... Uh, we we don't find out. Did you even want? Are you asking for my opinion? Or are you asking for support? What is it that I can truly do to help you? I think that to me is one of the most important things about that. Yeah, yeah. I li- I liked your point about you
0: know taking it back to the person with questions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we can't expect that every single person that we engage in a conversation is a conversationalist. Uh, we may have new employees that are very, very nervous about asking for assistance or asking a question. And so that impedes their ability to clearly vocalize truly, as you mentioned, what's really going on. Right. So our ability to take all of those factors into consideration, it enables us to be quick on our feet to think of those questions and show the dignity to the individual who's coming to us with their challenge and showing that we're we're trying to make sure we understand their pain point, their challenge, their impediment. To your point, yeah, we may have the solution, but our solution is gonna be much clearer and much, it's going to be much easier for that person to receive when they feel that we have done our own due diligence to make sure that we understand the challenge that they're facing, you know, all encompassing. So that was, sure. that was awesome. That was awesome. Okay. So, our last objective are we listening to understand or to reply? So, I think we maybe crossed it over a little bit in, in just this other objective, but I, I think it bears. A little bit deeper discussion, too, because you know our we can be so quick to um you know, for instance, internal documentation. well, did you read? Did you read the documentation? We have a whole policy on this. Why are you coming to me? Like the first indication is like, I can dismiss this because we have something in writing about it, you know, and being like, just go to our policies. And procedures manual and you'll be able to find it there is that a like what's what's your experience mark and maybe that's maybe you have another example but it's the first thing that kind of came to my mind is like okay i do i think they they know how to read otherwise they probably wouldn't be working with us we know that they've read it but was there a disconnect what was there did they not understand something and now i'm in a situation where i may have to Explain and help them understand, as opposed to like a quick reply. What's your thoughts?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to correct you on something. When you said we know they can read, surely they've read the document. Um, That people do not read anymore. We never have, and we still don't. You know, like (laughs) I think it's a given that if if I'm sending someone and I'm just going to use an idea of like onboarding or any type of internal manual. Like if you truly think people have read that manual, you have you are really mistaken. I'm None right. of us have read that manual, right? And so when I have a question about it, yeah, I know there's a 500 page manual over there, but do you really think I took the time to read it? No, that's why I'm asking you these questions. I, I think though that there's a a piece in that, that every company, every leader, or anybody that's working with other people, when someone's asking a question, I have to ask myself this, maybe what is their level of understanding? Maybe they didn't read the document. Maybe they don't understand the guides that are in front of them. Maybe I know that they had a tutorial or training about something prior previously and they're still asking these questions so for me as a trainer that sends this sort of alarm to my head that says Hey, we might want to do a little bit more in-depth training on these topics. You know, when I'm working with clients, I always ask them uh, from a training perspective. I I say, hey, where where are most of what where is most of your time spent from a systems perspective? Like, where Mm -hmm. is it that your teams are most confused? You would know that in the data because of the tickets that come through, right? So you would see, oh, yeah, people get tripped up on X, Y, and Z. Now, if you have cases where there's one-offs where people maybe just truly aren't paying attention you do kind of have to ask yourself how much attention are they truly paying to the job at hand and to the the rules or the directions Um, but if you find that this happens quite a bit and, and more globally, then I think that's a good indication that a new training tool should be created for people to understand it a little more simply. One thing that I've learned in this industry and just in business is that we all do not speak the same language. And when I have been working with people that are more on a systems level, systems trainers, and then soft skills or leadership trainers, we do not speak the same language. And it, it kind of, it's very fascinating to me when I find that there are problems in systems or understanding, and they'll say, "Oh, yeah, well, I've gone over it a thousand times." And I'm like, "Right, but I think you might be using language that they don't understand. They're not stupid people, uh, but you're using language that is is comfortable to you, not necessarily to the masses." And we do sometimes have to really ask ourselves, "In what ways are we truly communicating to many right. different levels of people?" Yeah.
0: I, what a, that was a golden example. You know uh, I love the approach of like looking at how people are responding to when, when you look at your support tickets that come in, maybe your documentation is just, it's just too complicated. So, I mean, it just, it helps with, with those conversations when we make things, make things a lot uh, easier for our team members to be able to consume and, so excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It was great. You know, you must, you, I'm sure your classes, man, that's just, <laughs> you must love this stuff and just eat it up, you know, because now it's like we, we have this little show on it and I know you teach this stuff in your classes and it's like, okay, everyone goes away with a responsibility, no matter what, whether we're leaders or even if we're on the other side where our leader is talking to us, we still have to be the, the listener we still need to be able to make sure we are are taking in what's being given to us from our supervisor. So it goes both ways. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for your your thoughts and your comments on active listening. Absolutely. So we hope hope everybody listened (laughs) really, really well. (laughs) There'll be a quiz in five minutes, (laughs) just kidding, just kidding. All right. So that's episode 73. Thank you everyone for being here. Make sure you locate us on your favorite podcast app, sign up on our YouTube channel. And we are so excited that Juvo Hub is now offering a suite of online courses. You'll be able to learn about some of those titles what have been released already and what is coming
1: soon on juvohub.com.
0: Mark Howell from Howell Creative Concepts. How can people stay in touch with you, my friend?
1: Absolutely. So I am on LinkedIn, Mark Howell, H O W E L L, but my company name, Howell Creative Concepts, is spelled Howell as in Howl at the Moon, H O W L, creativeconcepts.com. Yeah. You know, it's exciting to
0: hear that you're adding more leadership classes to your portfolio. So be sure to check that out, everyone. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Take care. Class later. dismissed. Bye bye.